Are we ready, gentlemen? We're ready. Welcome to Power Play Sports. And here is the show for this evening for Thoughts Count Anywhere. I'm Scott Hosey, filling in for Aaron. And we have our hosts over here. We have Matthew. Hey, what's up, guys? And Johnny Rock. Hey, what's going on? It's been what's an up, interesting Johnny? week. So, gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about. Oh, God. A lot so, of- so much that I don't think we can fit an hour, or in our case, Johnny time. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll keep my rant. If you haven't figured it out, I'm the heel, he's the face, and Matt will just be. I'll keep my ranting to a minimum, though. It's, uh, oh, man. It's been, a, it's been an eventful week in wrestling, but also a very frustrating, head scratching, bang your head in a concrete week in a- wrestling. Absolutely. Well. And we want to give a shout out to Aaron, who's not going to be here this week, celebrating a Jewish holiday. Enjoy yes. your time, so, Aaron. Have fun. Yeah, is it, uh, is absolutely. It, is it Yom Kippur this week or is it Rosh Hashanah this week? I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm not of that faith, but I respect. I, I know one's the faith. happy holiday and one's the sad holiday. It's, I, I know that. Let's just all be happy. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. it's a happy one. Hopefully, it's a happy holiday. So, why don't we start off with the rumors? And I hear voices. First rumor: Edge. Edge is returning. What's the what's the scoop, Johnny? Well, apparently Edge has been medically cleared. He has been back in training. He's even given up his duties on his podcast with Christian, the very popular Edge and Christian podcast of awesome. Uh, I just want to say hello. So, hello? how's it going? Hey. Hello there, sir. So, uh, so I personally am really excited about this because he is back in training. He was always one of my favorite wrestlers. He did come in. And do that, uh, you know, amazing spear on Elias a few weeks ago, and he looked great doing it. And he threw his whole body into that, so there were rumors starting then that he might be back. Which, you know, again, I, I can't complain about this because he was always one of my favorites, and I feel like his career, career was tragically cut way too short. Absolutely, absolutely. He's even was spotted in Pittsburgh the other day where you go to get cleared for WWE medical. That kind of added, like, a real fire to the rumors. Well, that, and, you know, you got the Saudi show coming up, and uh, they love pulling in a lot of the Attitude Era veterans and, you know, new generation era veterans, you know. I hope the rumors are true. I'd love to see the Rated R superstar come back. I'd love to see him get a run, like, especially against some of the some of the younger talent we have going on right now. Like, if you could book a dream match with uh, Edge and somebody in the company right now, who would you say? Hulk Hogan. No, no that, that's a rumor. For, that's a rumor for later. God, that's a terrible rumor. <laughs> His boyhood see, idol. <laughs> I want to see him versus Ricochet. Honestly, now, but do you think he could still go with Ricochet? No, no. Hardly anybody can go with Ricochet. Honestly, but I mean, even he said on the podcast he wants to wrestle. Was like, what did Ed say? Him, Seth Rollins, and. I think AJ were like on the top of his list. Uh, I think AJ Styles and Seth Rollins would both be really good dream matches for Edge. Yeah. Um, it's just from a storytelling, you know, because you know, all of these guys are very talented in the ring. They obviously can go, but Rollins is really good at telling a story when he's given the chance to. And I'll yeah. touch on that later because Hell in a Cell was hot garbage. But um, you know the. AJ Styles versus Edge to me would be the ultimate dream match. That would be a WrestleMania put butts in seats match for me. Yeah, it would. That would put my butt in the seat to see that match. Well, talking about dream matches, Hulk Hogan has decided he is, or the rumor is, he wants one more match. Personally, give it up. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a huge Ric Flair mark. 
Okay. Not the short hair Ric Flair, the comic book character that we have now, but the old Georgia Championship Wrestling, yeah. uh, NWA World Champion. The nature boy. The, the true nature boy. Yeah. When class was put on the title because of styling and profiling and being the man, mm-hmm. you got to beat the man. And, you know, even seeing him at his retirement match with Shawn Michaels and then subsequent matches in Impact, oh. um, I never want to see that because. An idol that I had growing up, being a fan of pro wrestling, it, it just it doesn't work. Um, it, it's blown out. It, it's like watching you know Willie Mays with the Mets, you know later in his career. Yeah. And, and I mean, we saw what under Undertaker give it up. Who who are we kidding? Yeah. Um, I, granted, the Saudi Prince wants to see these stars, but it's not going to make for a good match. I don't care if Flair and Hogan get in the ring during this. You know what? If they do it at a Saudi show, fine. Those are glorified house shows anyway. They're for the benefit of the Saudi prince, and Vince can sit back in his easy chair counting his money. I'm fine with that. You know, if he wants to take Saudi money to put on crap shows, that's between him and the Saudi government. Don't work it into storyline. Don't work it into, you know, especially if Hogan wants to come back for WrestleMania, make it a five-second squash against Brock Lesnar. You know, like seriously, I don't care who wins at that point. Like, if Hogan wants one more last ride at WrestleMania, let him have it. Don't make it a big deal, though, because well, well, you've got the uh, teams and the team captains being Flair and Hogan. Mm-hmm. The, the the most I want to see out of the entire thing is maybe a little pushing and shoving, uh, maybe a leg drop, maybe a woo, but actually getting in the ring, being part of it. Yeah, no, let, let's stay away from that. Let the, let the kids, as we'll call it. Have them have their time. You know how do you how do you build new stars? Stop putting so much focus on the old ones. True. I, I like passing the torch matches. Those I'm fine with. Like you know when you know Rock and Cena. I thought that was very well done the first time. The second time, no. I mean, but the build up to the first Cena Rock match, they build it as a generational match. They build it as you know passing the torch, and I felt it was very very well handled. You know, Rock was able to basically give Cena the rub. At a time when Cena was kind of transitioning into his dominant Super Cena mode, you know, I would like to see some of these older generation stars. You know, you, you, we we give Baron Corbin a lot of crap for retiring Kurt Angle. All hail King Corbin! But Kurt Angle did Baron Corbin one of the greatest favors Absolutely. a wrestler can possibly do. He went out on his back to put over a young talent. That's how they should go out, honestly. You know, say what you want about Baron Corbin. You know, the more the more I'm seeing how they're using him, I feel like they're using him smartly. And yeah. he is a major mega heel right now. And if you hate Baron Corbin, if you hate his character, if you hate the way he's booked, he's doing his he's job. He's doing right. his freaking job. Well, <laughs> when we talk about that, if you think about it, the best, in my opinion, the best wrestler that passes the torch. Happens to not be in WWE right now, but he happens to be a champion. Oh, well, Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the most generous man in professional yes. wrestling. And he is giving up a lifetime contract with WWE currently yeah. to bring on this upstart organization. And he's pass- that's passing a torch, in a sense. It is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's classic Jericho. And it, the way Jericho puts people over is has become a meme, a legend of its own. Because even at the premiere of uh, AEW Dynamite last week, I saw somebody in the crowd holding up a Fandango sign. <laughs> and if you remember, in yes. Fandango's first official match, Jericho put him over. Absolutely. At WrestleMania. At WrestleFreakingMania. <laughs> well, Matt, do you think 
Hogan is going to have this one match? Do you think Vince will, other than the Saudi show or something of that nature, do you think Vince is going to have him come back for one match after they've seen the debacle of uh, Goldberg and Undertaker? Just because of his last match being in TNA, I think once he has his back surgery, if he's in good enough shape, I think they'll honestly do it. I don't want them to, but it'll probably happen. I mean... He's got two moves anyway. He's I couldn't imagine how this is going to go or what's going to happen. And who would that match be against, you think? Because you know he's not going to pass a torch. That's not going to happen. It's not. I'd like to see against like Randy Orton because it would be like do his couple moves, hit an RKO, and get him out of there quickly. Randy Orton could kill the legend of Hulkamania. Bring back the legend killer for one night. <laughs> that, it, that, to this day, has always been my favorite Randy Orton gimmick. How about Eric Bischoff? Oh, he's back and better than ever. He's back in some, WWE's some, good side. Something to think about. He he brought out the best in the new Hulk Hogan of okay. you know the heel. Maybe he buries him. I would. I actually, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I could be something. Having Bischoff break out the karate gi, hit the crane <laughs> kick. <laughs> but then what did Shane McMahon do? Hire himself to. <laughs> Oh, poor Shano. Yes. Well, let's find a job now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Since we're transitioning into WWE, let's talk about WWE. And the we'll, we'll save Hell in the Cell for later because obviously yeah. we've got a lot to talk let's, about. Let's, let's start at the beginning of the week when we record well, last Wednesday. Let's, so let's start with NXT because sure. NXT delivered a, again a solid effort. Um, we had the big AEW versus NXT the thing to kick off the well, Wednesday Let's, let's stay on the NXT because we'll talk AEW well, a little bit. All I want to say is, you know, AEW may have won the ratings war last Wednesday, but in my opinion, NXT was the superior product. I agree with By you. By a mile. The matches were great on both shows. Match quality was tip-top. Best matches I saw all week were last Wednesday. What about SmackDown? The huge Fox premiere. We'll get to that in a minute. I did want to highlight just how amazing the matches on NXT were. Okay. There were no title changes, unfortunately, but it left you thinking there could be. Like, I really thought Candice LeRae was going to dethrone Shayna Baszler. I really did. Because um, I thought Shayna would be tagged to move to Fox. Okay. You know, Doesn't mean the draft is coming. So. No, the draft is coming, but I don't see them drafting a lot of champions away from their own show, especially when they're brand-specific champions. Now, also, when we're talking NXT, and we'll stay on that topic... What's the biggest thing that happened in NXT? Huh? Huh? Oh, uh, Finn Balor returning? What? Or Tommaso Ciampa returning? I would say for the for the, the hardcore wrestling fan, yeah. But for the general wrestling fan, Finn Balor going back to NXT is a huge coup. It's a huge coup. I'm not 100% on board with it, though. Why? Just Finn Balor is the longest reigning NXT champion. True. Came home. He did come home. But I almost feel like it's a demotion, and I know I know a I know NXT's its own brand right now. But you gave Finn Balor this monster push, and unfortunately, it was derailed by injury. Like his first steps on the main roster on Raw, you give him the Universal Title for a day, and he never even had a real, honest to god chance of reclaiming that. I don't want to see him win the NXT Championship again. He's already done it. And he is the longest reigning NXT champion. In but it would bring up ratings against some competition that they have. It would, but I feel like Adam Cole is carrying that torch. The Undisputed Era are so over right now. I'd rather see him on NXT because what were they doing with him on SmackDown? He's on there like, what, once a month, maybe? I want Finn Balor to get a major title run. 
Uh, the only on. way he's going to do that is through NXT, honestly. Yep. If you want to see a major title run, he's going to be NXT champion. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Balor Rollins feud. You know, True. an actual program, not just a, a SummerSlam tournament deal. But I, I think one shot what Matt's saying has some credibility. Do you it have, does. You have a Cole Balor back and forth for months if they play it right. That sounds like a better feud than anything you can have it, on the it, main it, roster. It sounds like an amazing feud, but in the end, as much as I love Finn Balor and I've been Team Fertile since day one, I don't want Adam Cole to lose his title to Finn Balor. Who do you want to see him lose it to? You know, um, Matt Riddle's out there. I, I, I think Matt Riddle could eventually dethrone him. Um, I don't think Matt has the character to carry the promotion. You don't? You don't? No. Okay. No. He doesn't have the namesake right now. Um, personally, and, and you and I have gone back and forth mm-hmm. about this, but butts and seats, advertising, uh, I, don't see him, he, I don't see him selling a lot of T-shirts to generate that. Adam Cole is marketable. I will say, yeah. I will say one thing. Champa. Okay. Champa is so over with the NXT crowd, and a lot of it, it seems like a lot of that NXT crowd transitioned over to uh, tr- transitioned over to the L- USA audience. NXT's been consistent; it's been highly consistent. Mm-hmm. And you look look at the landscape of the crowd, even on main roster shows, on a Raw crowd or a SmackDown show, there are a lot of Tommaso Champa shirts in there. True, he's very insidious. I wonder what they're going to do with his return, though, because. When he left, he was like the most hated person in all of wrestling. But then he comes and then out he got raises, like the biggest pop of the night. Well, then he comes out and he raises Gargano's arm. Uh, when Gargano wins, I'm like, well, there's the end of kayfabe right there. Nah. But I want to give a quick shout out to Thomas, who's here every week with us online. Uh, Thomas, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for for joining us. And he agrees that NXT uh, was a much better show, um, production wise. Mm-hmm. For those spoiler alert. Um, I have seen the uh, AWE show. Uh, they have fixed their production problems. I don't know. I didn't see the exact beginning of the pyro, but yeah. I'll, 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 I, I just got off work on my day job, so I haven't had a chance to watch any of today's shows. So uh, Mick Foley won the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we love giving spoilers. Speaking of Bischoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so l- let's transition, because we, we've talked about NXT enough. Yeah. And, and we still got a huge, with the exception of Impact. Um, <laughs> Tessa Blanchard Tessa wrestled. Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard wrestled and is the only people keeping that ratings there. Um, Impact's covered. Yeah, Impact's covered. <laughs> so we can skip that later on in the show, people. I think Brian but, Cage got mad at somebody. Yeah. Good old Brian Cage. Sunset uh, Station. Yeah, Sunset Station. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never Long forget. story, if anybody wants to talk about it, come see Come see me at any of my events. I will tell you the Brian Cage story. Anyway, SmackDown. The huge, probably the huge, the most electrifying opening promotion, mm. new network that I've ever seen. It was great up until the last 15 minutes. Why? Kofi deserved better. Yeah, we had that conversation prior to, to this. And it, 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 you have some merits, you know. Here's the thing. I, I, I get you want to put the title on Brock. I get that Fox wants a name to have the title. I have no problem with that decision at all. And don't forget, you know, they do have you know, a little tie into UFC, so... So I'm going to put on my booking hat for a yes. minute and do Johnny Rocks how they should have booked it. Okay? <laughs> don't go into the main event with less three, than... Three minutes left. With three minutes yeah. left, because we all know what's coming at that point. 
this is what you do. I understand you want Brock to win the title. I also understand you want Kane Velasquez to make an impact. So what do you do? You start the match, have Brock and Kofi wrestle for a little bit, and then have Kane and Rey Mysterio come in and break up the match. It's a no contest. You have Brock versus Kofi at Hell in the Cell and give them the time they need to actually put on a real match. I, want, I, I, I have agree. no problem with Brock ending Kofi Mania. I don't have a problem with that at all. But Kofi, after that historic run he had, deserved a fighting chance. He deserved to go out like an underdog. He you, just, you have a comment, Matt? I, just I was to stop kind tapping. of irritated that like Lesnar won the belt just because he shows up what's like every four months maybe. Well, that's part of his contract. He yeah. has a limited amount of time on each show. And but why put the belt on him if he's not going to show up? Because, unfortunately, Fox will control that show. And I don't care what <sighs> anybody says out there. You can be a wrestling fan, a wrestling mark, a promoter. Fox's pocketbook is endless. endless. I, you know, maybe, like I said, my problem's not the end result. Right. It's not Z. It's like, how they got from A to Z. It's how they got from A to Z. Absolutely. It would have been like a 20-minute match. I don't think anybody would have cared. Yeah, but the fact that literally... Kofi didn't even get any... He literally ran across the ring and jumped on Brock's shoulders. Well, don't forget, earlier in the... You know, when Kane came out, Kane Velasquez, mm-hmm. um, just for clarification for people who are just checking in or hasn't seen yet, not Kane the mayor. It's gotta be Kane! But realistically, <laughs> you know, he came in as a monster. Yeah. So you want two monsters. So how to... Especially with how Brock exited the ring, you know, immediately the scared look. You want monster versus monster. So, so yeah. jump Brock on the ramp before he even gets to the ring. Oh, I no agree. contest. You actually have Kofi lose his belt at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, very valid points. Very valid. Not five seconds into the match. I remember uh, when I was watching SmackDown. I like lost track of time, and I was like, main events didn't even come on yet. And I looked at the time and realized there's seven minutes left in the show. To me, like, all I the karma... Like, oh, God, no. Like, and I don't want to just dump on the SmackDown premiere because it was... it To me, it was like a pay-per-view quality level of show. I mean, all of the matches leading up to that point were great. You know, you had the Horsewomen versus the Horsewomen. True. That was a solid match. Absolutely. The Rock and Becky Lynch Amazing. teaming up. Oh, my God. That's still the... That's still that, the that is probably I, I was, one of the best segments in the last ten years I of I was going to mention wrestling. that. How many people think that that was the best part, and that should actually close the show in my opinion? That and that that and the the ladder match were the best parts of the show for me. I hope the STD chain actually sticks. Oh, it did. They were chanting it <laughs> on Raw. They, they they were chanting it on Raw. It's a super tough dude. He is yeah. a super tough dude. <laughs> but but yeah, no the, the the opening segment with Rock and Becky and Corbin. Corbin sold that whole situation like a champ. Absolutely. <laughs> For those who don't like Corbin, and I'm not a huge Corbin fan, he is, like you said earlier, he is the Jericho now of WWE. He's passing the torch, getting the torch, and he's the transitional guy that doesn't need a belt right now. No. But he does need to be Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Jerry Lawler will always be the Burger King. Yes. Good old Jerry. And speaking of Jerry, his commentary, absolutely. I do miss him and JR together. Yeah. And even if Shivani could have worked, you know, an AEW draft maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but realistically, the having Jerry there is carrying the commentary for that show. It because, is. Because uh, oh, yeah. with, with Raw this past week, there was a number of spots that the ladies missed and Jerry jumped right in yeah. and covered it. Uh, and I'm not the other sold. two guys didn't. Vic, Vic Joseph has a lot of potential 
Um, Dio just Dio I mean, Madden. They just cut that guy off. Yes. But you, you were a big fan of him last week. Not Dio Madden. I like Vic Joseph. Okay. But but at the same time, I, like, I just don't think they have the karma together. No, they don't. They don't click. But Jerry Jerry is the Jerry's, MVP. Yeah, he's of, carrying that show. Now, but to let, me, Mauro Ronaldo is the best play-by-play guy in the WWE. Now let, let's continue in on wrestling. with um, the whole thing with SmackDown going into this week since it's here in Las Vegas. Well, and, and we'll talk about you, Hell in a Cell. Okay. So, hell in a Cell. Yeah, Hell in a Cell. It stunk. Uh, it, it did. It did. But the draft. Does anybody really care about the draft anymore? I do, but not. Why? But not for SmackDown. But not for SmackDown. I want to see because we already know a lot of the big names are going to SmackDown. I want to see who they leave left over for for, for Raw and NXT. I want to see. I want to see if William Regal gets his own podium. I want to see if NXT is included in the draft. I'm just a firm believer that who cares what show you're on? Go back to one belt, have a champion, not a Brock, because obviously he won't appear on both shows, and and just. Do like the old days, you know, when you had Nitro and Thunder, and the champion would bounce back and forth if necessary. The you know, mm. WWE, you had you know, Saturday main event uh, number of shows, and the champion every now and then would show up, but you knew who the champion was. It wasn't this switch back because he'd always do promos. Yeah, and, absolutely. Know. I agree with that, but I disagree because sure. right now there's like, so much talent. I want Raw. Like I don't want separate brands, but I do because it gives more people a chance. Because if, like, everybody's on both shows, the both shows are going to be flooded with Seth Rollins, Brock, all the usual suspects. All these, like, minor guys won't even get a chance. And, so and, having that, two rosters... Why they went to three hours on Raw, though? No, they went to three hours on Raw because they wanted longer matches because they were, it was so segment-heavy. That the matches were only but getting... But they've gotten like, away from that. They did that for about the first three months, and that was it. And they have time for the, to bring up the talent. And, yeah. and going to the talent of how they swap back and forth, maybe the wrestlers should look at themselves and try a little harder on their promos well, and build their own characters. If they're allowed to. If they're allowed to. Now, here's the... I enjoy, I'm actually this draft. I'm actually excited for more than previous drafts. One because we're actually going to be there, Matt. Oh yeah, we're going to see there. this thing live. Matt, are you going to be texting me, Matt, during this whole thing, giving me updates? Because I, I will be driving to Southern California. We'll put it in the group chat. Okay, good. If, if you want spoilers, chat. we'll put it in the group chat. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and you know what? Then I'll put it on our web page or Facebook page and then all of you who miss SmackDown yeah. draft can see the spoilers. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a spoiler thread. We'll label it spoiler thread if you're interested. Go on the Thoughts Counting. And, and Jason, thank you for uh, jumping in also. And uh, yes, we know we're, we're doing a little, uh, let, let's call it the hodgepodge of equipment today. So yes, Jason, there is a little bit of an echo and I want to apologize to our yeah. listeners. Uh, Aaron, unfortunately, has the equipment with him. He's probably doing some bar mitzvah and, celebration somewhere and, with it. And mine's, mine's in the shop right yeah. now. So, But uh, we are working that situation, so in the future we won't have this problem. But we didn't want to miss this week with so much going on. Yeah. So once again, thanks, Jason, for listening, and we appreciate the comments. And continue on, Matt, with we got like a different audio recorder, so listen later for the audio podcast. I'm sure it's going to sound better than this Facebook Live and, video. And Jason will be listening with one of his 100 belts all over the place. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can't rag on Jason uh, so much. He did get us a pretty sweet hookup for, uh, for Absolutely. Friday night. Jason, so. we, we do Thank you, sir. You. Yeah. You're the real shout MVP. Out, shout out to, to Jason. Anyway, SmackDown. Fill us, keep filling us in, Matt. What, what do you think, what's going to be the major spoiler? 
it's kind of a rumors thing, but what what is going to make Fox happy besides the big names? What's going to make them happy? Besides, like, what do you mean, like, big names? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they've got to come up with that one wow factor. Is it Brock? Maybe Brock not being on SmackDown? I think Brock's definitely going to SmackDown. Or, they made that pretty evident. But wait a second. You earlier said Seth and Becky. Seth and Becky. What would happen definitely if, go. boom, Seth and Becky go to SmackDown and they swap the belts back? I could see that. You gotta think outside the box because oh. that's what Vince does. Yeah, the element of surprise, and needless to say, he's got Paul Heyman there, who is a master at that, and Eric Bischoff, who likes controversy anyway. I see. Oh, yeah. I see AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson going to SmackDown. I think they're breaking up. Honestly, I don't. They 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 just made T-shirts and gave them their own. Yeah, music. They're, and they're they're selling merch. Yeah, they're yeah. selling merch. They they just got their own like, AJ. new. <laughs> they got their new Titantron. Theme song. Yeah. <laughs> like I want my gloves. Because yeah. belt may be right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so with that available at Power Place. Yeah. Exa- and I appreciate. It. I don't even have to do my own commercials now. Now, let's transition into the weekend. Oh, hell in the cell. First of all, the red light was a little much for me. I would have preferred not to have. It was cool light. at first, but it got it got old. It I was cool for like thirty seconds. Intro it, I, cool. I felt like I was playing a Virtual Boy by the end of that match. <laughs> um, do you remember the Do you remember the Virtual Boy? Yeah. Oh my God, that thing was like neck traction waiting to happen. So before we get to the main event and the controversy, and I know everybody talks about the controversy, Sasha Banks injury, real work. I think it's a work. Okay. Oh, as hard as they were working in that match, that could be real. It could be real, but I also think it's. It, I don't. I think they're playing up the severity of it. I think she might be a little banged up, might be a little bruised. Had yeah. to take had to take a week or two off. I don't think it's going to keep her out of action for a long time. I think she's going to be good for Survivor Series and Crown Jewel. Well, they don't let the women wrestle at Crown Jewel, do they? And her best friend Bailey, Matt. Thank God the belt off her. And what was the ending? What was the purpose of that? Where, you know, she's distraught and no one well, loves her. It, she was going to go out back and eat worms. It, well, if you notice, Sasha threw a little bit of a hissy at the head of her match, too. Huge heel tag team push against... I can't stand either of them. I hope they lose every match. That was... That, that to me, you know... You were a big Sasha Banks fan. Tell I met her. <laughs> Say what you want about Whoa. the main event. To me, the real crime <laughs> of Hell in the Cell oh. is that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are no longer your women's tag champs. That makes me so sad. Do, do I need to get you tissues? Yes. Okay. An entire box. An entire box. And I want a, <laughs> and I want a blankie. <laughs> That's another probably one for SmackDown. Alexa Bliss is going to SmackDown. Yeah. I'll call that one right yeah. now. I really hope you they got don't, the eye candy there. I really don't hope that they split those two up, though. Um, I don't think Nikki needs the the support of Alexa, but they're, they're, I don't s- think they, I, I don't they're think, so enjoyable together. But I don't think... Alexa, I think Alexa is past her medical conditions with the concussions and that, and I think a major title run is in the works for her again because she would play very well with Charlotte or with Becky. Yes, and you know, as much as you love her, I've seen her without makeup. She's um, still gorgeous. She is a gorgeous. I've lady. seen her without makeup too. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Never I think mind. Nikki needs Alexa. <laughs> Alexa doesn't need Nikki. Yeah. So for Nikki's sake, she better hope she's on the same brand. Absolutely. 
because I don't see that character working very uh, long term. Well, I miss Nikki's old character. I miss Crazy Sanity Nikki. Yeah. I miss, you know. <laughs> I, I just flash back to WCW. Rabid Wombat Nikki Cross. <laughs> <laughs> so, continuing on with Hell in the Cell. Um, the controversy. Let's, let's just, just jump right in. Now, the controversy of the ending. Two years in a row. I'm a firm believer Vince did it on purpose, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think he wanted the controversy because for two days, three days, even Wednesday, we're still talking about the end of the match. But it's not good talk. But it's talk. It's talk. And people have stopped talking about AEW until tonight. Not necessarily. You get people... Okay, here's the thing. Bad press is better than no press. Absolutely. But it's still bad press and when you like okay so the, for for 24 to 48 hours after hell in a cell mm-hmm. my twitter feed was just people canceling their network subscriptions left oh, and right I, I think that's a i think that's a huge work to be no honest. that's a work that's a work no a wrestling fan is not going to cancel his wwe subscription and lose you know the next pay-per-view i honestly oh believe- crown jewel <laughs> the keyboard warriors were out in full force. Yeah. Oh, they were so... Oh, man. Everybody was hating on it. I mean, seriously. Out of 100 wrestling fans, 100% of wrestling fans that said they um, canceled their subscription, I would say about 5% are telling the truth. Yeah. And wrestling something not being real? Okay, never mind. Uh, well, with that being said, the, the, the end. Vince obviously wrote it. It didn't go over well, real well. I think it went over great. In the sense of everybody's pissed off. When did Vince hit his heyday? When they had WCW and he was losing the ratings war, and then all of a sudden, bam, they rocket shipped right to the top. So they're at the top. No one's going to doubt that. But if you bring yourself down and let AEW come up, bam, you get them again. And so Vince. I, I honestly think that's the case. So you're you're basically postulating here that Vince McMahon is intentionally shooting himself in the foot. Oh, absolutely. Because he wants the controversy. What sells more than controversy? Why do you think you have CNN and Fox? You, it's controversy. And Vince right now, for the last 10 years, hasn't had any competition. I don't care what anybody says about Impact or Ring of Honor. He has had zero competition. He's been bored. He bought the F- XFL again because he had nothing else better So he's to do. tanking his own ratings and he's tanking his own attendance. I, I don't think he's tanking his own attendance. His, his attendance for live shows has been down for years. Unless you go to a WrestleMania. Um, like I told our listeners and you guys know, a few weeks ago I was at Raw in Knoxville, Tennessee, and there was yeah. 3,500 people in that arena. And it was sad because they were giving away tickets outside. Great. Um, the lady stole the show again. But needless yeah. to say... Wrestling fans are wrestling fans. They only have so much money. You have a huge amount of competition out there. Uh, before the show, we shared uh, Blue Meanie's uh, post. For those yeah. who don't have it, uh, Facebook, uh, Brian Heffron, uh, yeah. Blue Meanie, had a week schedule of all the wrestling every day. I wouldn't have time to go to work. Not yeah. even, you know, none of us. I mean, but I honestly think I watch it when I can. I think he's taking his, his rating. So. Um, Matt Filson, for the listeners who haven't watched Hell in a Cell, spoil it for him on what this controversy is that is just taking the internet and social media by storm. The whole like match was you would have thought Seth Rollins like the biggest heel in the world. Anytime he even touched the fiend, people were losing their mind. 
the, basically the, one the fiend team. was definitely over in the match. The fiend was by far yeah. over, and his Seth Rollins hit like six stomps. Then he put a ladder, a chair, toolbox, toolbox, and then the ref Comically he grabbed a sledgehammer. Oh yeah, he grabbed that big old mallet and hit the stomp on that. I was waiting for Alexa Bliss to come out with the whole. Harley Quinn, looking like Harley Quinn. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I heard a rumor. I know we've already passed. I hear voices, but I heard a rumor they're repackaging Liv Morgan as the Harley Quinn to it's, to be to pair her up with the Fiend. Yeah, my friend actually so. did meet her like last week and got her autograph, and she said she couldn't take pictures because she already changed her look. And that is true. So. Is she living life? Yeah. <laughs> Living her life, <laughs> well, but then the referee or Seth grabbed a sledgehammer from under the ring, and the referee's like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And he hit him with it anyway. So the referee called for the bell. So we don't know which, if it was a DQ, which you can't really get DQ'd. And I was say, how you? This is the end all be all match. This is like the final boss matchup. Yeah. Of like this is like you don't go into hell in a cell. Unless you've got serious issues to work out, and it is no holds barred, it is no DQ, it is n- nothing can end this match other than a decisive. They finish. didn't really have like a and for big two thing years, except for two years in a row. Two years in a row, yeah. we've had non finishes in the main event of Hell in a Cell. It's insane. So I'm going to throw something else at you, being devil's advocate that I am with the heel. Does anything ever make sense in pro wrestling? How many times? God bless him, friend of mine. <laughs> How many times has Terry Funk had a retirement match? <laughs> How many times One for a, each promotion. a loser leave wrestling or I'm fired, I quit, any kind of those matches? They're back next week. Yeah, absolutely. They also say never say never. Never so. say never. And when you say that, we never heard the rules. Where, where we ever heard the rules of Hell in a Cell? We all assume, mm-hmm. but never was there any rules okay. spelled out. The, I understand. It's the, the Undertaker threw Mick Foley th- off the top of the cell through an announce table, and then subsequently threw him through the top of the cell. And then he came back on his own because the cage was going up. I watched mm-hmm. the match the other uh, night. Okay, okay, but but what I'm <laughs> saying is, after he threw him through the top of the cell, and a tooth came out, and a tooth came out of his <laughs> nose. Foley still got. A, they didn't call for the match. If but that they doesn't were, cause a referee stoppage. Yeah. But that was they, a little sledgehammer. They took yeah. a, they took him out of the arena. JR said the match was over. Yeah. And they raved, because Undertaker was still on top of the, the yeah. cage. And they were raising it, and then Foley came back. So the rules have really never been explained. I mean, I the point is, if, if the referee didn't call the match a medical, like, DQ or a you're going too far DQ at that point, that set the precedent. What Seth Rollins did to the feet at that point was still small potatoes. I mean, hell, do you remember when Triple H put Cactus Jack through the top of the cell, through the through the damn ring, Matt? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, the precedent I'm, is up here, and they didn't even come close to and, it. And we've started some controversy even on the chat line. Ray, I understand they, you know, and Ray made the comment, they said officially no contest. But what's no contest when you haven't given the rules? Well, and furthermore, <laughs> I mean, come on, like... WWE booking. Br- Bray literally, like, jumped off that stretcher and, like, hit... Seth Rollins in the Mandible Claw, like clearly he still had some fight in him. Absolutely. Well, what? <laughs> what it does is it just spent the last five minutes of us going back and forth and talking about it. 
I think that's what pissed off people even more. He's a genius. I think that's what pissed people off even more is that they called for the bell and everyone thought he Scott was Scott Hosey, hashtag heel life. Heel life. Yeah, <laughs> as soon absolutely. as they called for the match, the fiend popped right up and like bloodied freaking Seth. Was that a blood capsule or did he really? Oh, that's oh, a blood no, capsule. Totally a blood <laughs> capsule. <laughs> for those who have had no medical treatment or experience, yeah, blood's yeah. not that color. I'm sorry. I don't care if there's a red light on or whatever. Yeah. It was was very bright. Uh, Now, with that being said, Seth is still the Universal Champion. Which I think is smart, because I already said what kind of a champion would the Fiend be. Right. I'm glad the Fiend doesn't have the belt. What I found interesting was the next night on Raw, I was truly expecting, I got everything. No Fiend or no Rollins. Absolutely. And really no mention of it till the last part of the third hour. Mm -hmm. They skipped over everything. They talked about... Uh, you know, Becky, they talked about uh, yeah. Bailey, everything, but, but, but they stayed completely away from that. But no Firefly Funhouse, no pre-taped vignettes, no backstage interview with, Sally, Seth, wow, with, 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 with Seth and Chuck, you know, it, it was nothing. They no. were persona non grata. They were, it was just done. The Fiend didn't come out until the dark match. Yeah, and he, what, would he jump Cesaro? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was Cesaro and... It was like the worst main event dark match I've ever heard of in my life. Nah. Well, apparently they started with a dark match. Yeah. Oh, they too. did? Uh, well, uh, it was supposed to be like Rusev came out, and then, like, when all of a sudden the raw theme music hits, and Rusev's already in the ring, no... Uh, <laughs> and, like, Corbin and Randy are already out there and everything, so it's... Speaking it, of random storylines, about that Bobby Lashley and Lana thing? I'm trying not to talk that about that. That is awful. Well, they're trying to go back to the Attitude Era, where you had the... We'll call it the the Matt Hardy and the Lita situation. You had, you know, husband and wives back and forth. I, they're going back to the attitude era, but mm. please, I'm, most wrestling fans remember those storylines, and this is just a rehash storyline. Yeah, and it, it's well, everything in wrestling eventually comes back around. Exactly, again, you know? exactly. Just don't do and it every just, like two or three years. You know, they'll end up getting married soon, and you know, having a hand as a baby. But we'll continue <laughs> with that. Uh, now, when we talked about, we transitioned into Raw. And I watched the whole show live for the first time in a long time, except for you know when one person yeah. actually in my household paused it and then erased half the match. But uh, but what no. I did notice was the AEW T-shirts that were in the crowd at the beginning of the show. Yes. And I noticed them, and then usually they take away signs and change. They offer the the fan a T-shirt. You know, it's happened to Matt's friends before, people around me. You know, here's a uh, Rock t-shirt or a Bailey t-shirt or something. You know, I'm going to actually try... Maybe I should wear one of my, like, AEW shirts to... To SmackDown. To SmackDown on uh, Friday. you got to be, like, in the front row for them, honestly. you got to be on the hard... You know, opposite of the hard... Yeah, okay. But they let the t-shirt stay for the show. And I think they changed out one, or that person left. But the one in the upper right or left-hand corner of the screen stayed for the entire show. And that usually never happened. To me, I still think there's something in cahoots, especially if they're leaving the T-shirts in there now, because now they're acknowledging and starting a controversy. Well, you know what? You know who was in the crowd, both at AEW Dynamite's premiere? I miss you, Aaron. (laughs) Guess who was in the crowd at AEW Dynamite's premiere and at Hell in a Cell? Who's that? 
that goof who always sits front and center hard camera yes. with the green, green that guy green needs t-shirt. A, that oh, guy the Brock needs, Lesnar guy no not Brock Lesnar guy the guy who looks like James Ellsworth's dad you know oh. like, <laughs> with that crappy goatee beard yeah. like oh, yeah. always wears the same shitty beige hat and the freaking lime green t-shirt with the but give him credit he's got money <laughs> I don't know what he does I, I think he's he, one of those guys that does maybe he is to James be in Ellsworth's the crowd dad. all the time it's like the uh, back well you guys might be too young to remember the uh, happy face guy I remember him. I remember him. Yeah. Okay. And like, and me being an ECW guy, I remember Sign Guy, Sign Guy, and Tie Dye Guy. So absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we had these super fans, but it's funny because, like, so that guy was at Dynamite and at two WWE events this week, but Kevin Smith was at Dynamite. He had an invite to SmackDown, and he came out and said his invite to SmackDown was rescinded. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So, wonder who his alliance is with now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, because he did that segment on Dynamite. He was supposed to be at the SmackDown premiere, too. And uh, Kevin Smith flat out said, he's like, yeah, they revoked my ticket and told me not to show up. Wow. Very interesting. But how about the uh, going around on Instagram and Facebook, the social media post of nice photo of Chris, AEW champion, Jericho. And the champion. The champion <laughs> with some bubbly and uh, Elias. Coincidence? Well, they are both musicians. Maybe they were having a jam session. Okay. I I can see Frankie Kazarian playing bass on that, too. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're we're all waiting for, you know, this upcoming week of SmackDown and and the the, The draft. draft. But let's talk some little kind of heartache things that have happened in uh, WWE, and that is Jeff Hardy. Uh, Unfortunate situation. For those who do not know, Jeff Hardy was um, arrested once again for... uh, Driving uh, under the influence. Uh, do not encourage anybody to ever no. do that. Um, no. You know, honestly, you. everybody's like, I'll be fine. 90% of the time, it's the other person that you hit and kill or, or injure. Mm-hmm. So don't ever do that. Don't condone it. But Matt uh, Hardy's been asked many, many questions. And he put out a very nice tweet. It's a very heartfelt tweet. Yes, you know that he loves his brother, but his brother is his own demon in a sense, and needs to help himself. Um, now, Vince, I had- Vince has been for years helping. I mean, look at how many times Sonny has been through rehab. Um, so Vince, um, Jeff, reach out for help. There's help there, so don't say there is not help there. Well, um, I heard there might be more to that story because I read just this morning that uh, Jeff actually hadn't been drinking a whole lot. His wife even said he only had two shots of vodka before Okay, was there something else involved? There was a domestic violence incident. Jeff got into it with his old lady, and that's why his face was bloody. They said he was bloody from getting into a fight with his wife. Yeah. Was uh, it a nine iron like Tiger Woods? I I have no clue, but as of this... And I apologize, I don't condone any of that. As of this point, Jeff... Jeff has been released. Uh, I don't know exactly what he was charged with at this point, but I know that he is not pressing charges against his wife. He's, he's well, not. I hope they seek counseling yes. and, and you so. know and go about it. Uh, I've dealt with the Hardys for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt and I and his lovely wife Rebby uh, are good friends of mine, and uh, you know love them to death. They're expecting their third child. Oh, King Maxwell's going to have a whole retinue. Yeah, you could have not only a tag team, you know, six men. It could be like the Von Erics all over again. But <laughs> Jeff, seek out some help and realistically um, do yourself some. A favor and your family and everyone around yeah. you. Um, you're a great talent. I'm sure 99% of us would love to see the Hardys back for oh, one more run. Hell yeah. 
Um, I still like the delete in the last. Oh, I love the whole broken Woken <laughs> character. Broken. And, yeah. you know, I think that was what they were going for. Unfortunately, he's got some demons he needs to yeah. fix. And with that being said... They're not getting any Jeff. younger, which uh, sucks. Uh, and, uh, well, you the know, injuries for yeah. Jeff. And to be honest with you, you know, Matt has sat... Uh, uh, God rest his soul, another friend of mine, uh, Steve Dr. Death Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt and myself had breakfast with him. And just the wear and tear of the body that the wrestlers both indie and WWE and major talents go through. And when he said that in the center of his dining room table was a bowl of what would look like M&M's to everyone else, but it was basically painkillers, and he would take them by the handful. Um, That and alcohol obviously doesn't mix. Mm. Uh, Hopefully, you know, Matt has, or not Matt, Jeff has hit, well, both have, but Jeff has had a number of motorcycle accidents entering in. Seek some help, Jeff. That's all um, we can say. You know, I can I can relate to that. Uh, one thing I don't think you guys know about me is uh, I am seven years sober. Off Congratulations. Of, off of a well, painkiller addiction. In a sense, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I still yeah. drink, obviously. But, but, but I mean, still. But, but I, I had a painkiller addiction, and I know how hard that is to escape. And uh, I remember when uh, a few years ago, before Kurt Angle re-signed with WWE, um, when he was on his way out of Impact, he was really doing a lot to promote uh, addiction awareness, the yeah. whole Angle Strong moment, and I had a couple back and forths with Kurt Angle on Twitter about you know like what what I went through, and you know it's it's good to see somebody that I've always admired and looked up to because I've always been a Kurt Angle fan. Absolutely, and, he said he was taking like fifty or sixty yeah, a day, something like and, that. And you know that's that's way beyond what I was taking. That's crazy, but to see him go through that, you know I like. I look at my role models in wrestling as people who have personally experienced things that I'm going through or mm-hmm. have gone through, like yeah. Kurt Angle with the painkiller addictions. I, I have, I've had a pretty good back and forth uh, on Twitter with Mauro Ranallo for the last couple of years because of his mental, you know, you know, demons. And yeah. I, I deal with a lot of those same diagnoses that he has as well. And me being a color commentator and him being a commentator in the world of sports, I mean, this guy is like literally the career path I myself want to go on to. So, yeah. you know, I look at Morrow as like a personal like like as long as he's doing good it tells me that I can make it one day you know Matt what's your opinion I mean have you seen the last of Jeff or no I think he'll go get some help and he'll be back the thing is these people need to realize that they inspire people very true you know they're they're today's superheroes yeah we're not just fans some people some people want to do this and me as a fan, when I see somebody I, I admire or somebody, you know, I care about take a fall or take a few steps, I want to be there to, you know, support them too, even though they don't even know me from, from anybody. But, you know, these, these superstars got to realize that they, they inspire many people. We're, like, invested in them. Yeah. Well, you know, emotionally. Like, you want to see them do, like, good professionally and, like, personally. True. Yeah. And I know Sasha was your love. For many many years, I'll get over it. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump out of WWE because we only got about fifteen minutes left. AEW had their premiere. They're obviously having their second show tonight. We've talked about their production problems that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, spoil something for us. What what does AEW have for the fans tonight? What what do you think this week they had between shows had them prove, Matt? I think that they came up with the inner circle for their what group for Jericho. Do we and they already t-shirts? got t-shirts on sale, <laughs> shockingly. But once again, promotion. Yeah. Sell those t-shirts. But uh, Jericho already—he's already got like this group 
he's going to put Sammy, LAX, and everybody else on the map because, like, all the big wrestling people, like, the big wrestling marks knew who they were, but now everybody's going to know who they are and just because of Chris Jericho. And you need a credible force to rival the, the star power of the elite because if you look at AEW, the biggest star power they have outside of Chris Jericho himself are the elite. And yeah. they're all buddies. They're, they're not going to be fighting with each other. They're not going to be, you know... It's, it goes back to stable wrestling. You had the Horsemen. You yeah. had the Von Erichs. You had uh, the Andersons. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been there forever. And you've got other little mini stables cropping up all over AEW, too. I mean, you got the three guys in SCU, the three guys in Jurassic Express. You know... Marco Stunt. I love Marco Stunt. <laughs> Angry Attack Child. Right. <laughs> That's still the funniest. Did you, did you see the dark? Did you see the dark man? Oh, you didn't see AEW. Not yet. They they redid the SCU versus Jurassic Express match, but Marco Stunt was like the MVP of that match. <laughs> just Th- Thomas uh, just uh, sent another thing in about we were talking about Jeff. We'll mm-hmm. step back for a second about the Usos having their own problems. Yeah, the too. Usos too. Yeah. yeah, and and Vince has been trying to help, and there's a solution to that. Uh, one of our local guys here. In a oh, sense. if they ever get into enough trouble, Sefa Fatu can just jump <laughs> right in. No <laughs> one would ever know, know ever. Absolutely. Right? But uh, you know, we were we call them the problem. <laughs> problem <laughs> solved. Problem solved. Yeah, problem solved. <laughs> the uh, the factions. Okay. Yeah, I love factions. It's it it helps the feuds. Mm-hmm. You can have the one-on-one matches, two-on-two, handicap matches, and then bringing in a manager. AEW, I noticed no managers around. Um, well, I mean, Penelope Ford does come out with Joey Janela. They've been okay. they've been tied to each other for you know, since the Indies. But I think they're missing that because a manager's role is when mm-hmm. talent either can't talk Brock Lesnar, um, and it helps the character. The only manager, in my opinion, that. Uh, wrestler never needed a manager to help in the voiceover was Nick Bockwinkle, who by far is probably my champion in a sense well, on a map and, and, and with a microphone. Well, so let's 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 put so it. You the, can just the calmly managers. talk and so get everything you the want. The character buildup, I think, is what's hurting the locals and AEW. Jericho took the mic the entire night tonight. Okay, during I, the whole, whole faction, you haven't seen it. I have. He had the mic the entire time. You know. Uh, Jack Swagger, Hager, whatever he wants to call his name. Stone cold look in the, the camera the entire He's time. He's never been a talk. He's never been a talk. But you need that, and that's what Jericho's mm-hmm. going to be. But I think a few of those talents in AEW really need a mic. I could see Sammy Guevara becoming a good talker. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's got a cocky swagger that makes you just want to smack but him. But it's not justified. You, I, I, think, I, think, I think going to the learning tree of Jericho. Absolutely. That's what a lot of them need to do. They said they ain't. Scripting any promo, so all these young guys, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do. I will say one thing, though, um, because apparently the power of social media, Cody Rhodes is definitely on the pulse of that. Oh, true. And uh, he's got that gif of him turning around and listening. uh, Yeah, and we'll talk about that right right at the end. But I tell you what, I knew a really good wrestling manager who can get anything over. And who might that be? He's sitting right here at this table. Oh, the Broad Street Bully. Uh, okay. Sign me for AEW. Aaron, the job is yours. Ah! I am out of here. Anyway. <laughs> my opinion. They Hashtag had, sign Johnny Rock. Exactly. They had a great manager, Tully Blanchard. 
Yeah. Now is Tully no longer a social Tully is still there. There's okay. pictures of him at the event tonight. Okay. Uh, social media backstage. I no, I didn't see the whole end of the show, so I don't know if he Because I heard him and Sean Spears were going to be a thing for a while. Absolutely. And you also have Arn Anderson, who created the Horseman on a whim. Yes, but Arn also has never been much of a talker. <laughs> but when he talked, people listened. That's true. So Gravitas. Absolutely. He, did res- he deserved the respect. People listened. You know, that E.F. Hutton thing. It's kind of hard to call. Like, everyone called him like he wasn't a talker, but when you're right next to Ric Flair all the time. And he still got his words in edgewise. Yeah. yeah. Unlike you and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I've been better today. Yes, you have. Thank you. I've only kicked a cr- I don't know. I kicked Mad Mac, kicked you, and yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so with AEW, where do they go from here, real quick? Matt? What's I think they're going to ride out this inner circle thing, probably. Hire a couple more. Pay-per-view coming up with Cody Rhodes. Jericho match. Do they swap the belts or do we keep it on Jericho? Jericho's keeping it. Yeah. It's too soon now. Too soon for a title change. Oh, another spoiler. The Bucks are out. Yeah. I kind of saw that coming, though. Yes, you did. I, I did. I, I did, and it, because it, mainly because of who they put them up against. They're really pushing Private Party very, very hard right now. Um, and, you know, like, you know, all... all Private Party's a new tag team. They they don't, you know, I had not heard of them at all before they made their debut at, uh, you know, it was Fighter Fest, right? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Double or Nothing, but they made their de- debut at Fighter Fest. I had never heard of either of these guys. I mean, they were in the Casino Battle Royale at Double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had never heard of either of these guys, and, I, and I'm pretty attuned to the indie scene. Really? No. You know. It's my heel gimmick. Okay. And it's like, it's like. All of a sudden, these guys show up and they're they're winning matches. They're winning matches over established indie talent names like Jack Evans, and, you know, and Helico, and Helico. Which uh, what are they called now? The Hybrid Two. I, I like I like that. And, and Thomas, uh, thanks for throwing the question. And Paul Ellering under contract. We're talking managers. Another great manager. Yeah, the Royal yeah. Warriors. Forgot them. The AOP, blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem they with really Paul. Here's the problem with Ellering, though. And the whole reason they didn't keep him on board with AOP when AOP went to Raw. Paul Ellering's not down for the travel. No. So and for those who forgot during the end of the Road Warriors, that's why Sonny came in. Yeah. Because Paul wanted to stay up in Alaska running his little doggies. And to me, it was <laughs> a, a waste of time yeah, because I, he was a great wrestling mind. And somehow they should. There's a lot of wrestlers that don't like to travel. I mean. Uh, Jeff Hardy's one of them, to be Brock. honest with you. Yeah, Brock, he doesn't yeah. like flying. Yeah, Jim Cornette on his podcast always saying he hates traveling, too. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got about uh, a little less than six or seven minutes left. Uh, I'm going to go for this uh, cheap pop and let Matt do this. But Impact hey. Wrestling, Tessa Blanchard, what do we got here? She wrestled. Saturday, she wrestled. November 2nd, here at Power Play Sports at the Boulevard Mall. Probably right at this table. It's probably going to be on the other side of the store, but... Tully Blanchard from AEW and Tessa Blanchard will be at the store November 2nd from noon to 2 p.m. Show that flyer. Let's put that flyer in front of the belt. It's on the website. It's on uh, Facebook. Yeah, put it in front of the belt. (laughs) To me, father-daughter, probably greatest of all time right now. I don't think there's real... Uh, Way better than Rick and Charlotte. I'll say besides Rick and Charlotte, that's... To be honest with you, I think Tessa's a better wrestler. Tessa is... Yeah, I can go with that. And you before know, all the surgery, obviously. <laughs> that's a match I want to see. That's a match. Everybody wants to see wants. Tessa versus Charlotte. That's a match I really want to see. Let's talk a little bit about local talent. 
Chris Bay, Twitter, Cody Rhodes, AEW, Matt Phillison. Chris Bay pretty much shot his shot at AEW, and he posted a picture with uh, Cody Rhodes, said, oh, I'm at a business meeting. Just kidding. You don't even know who I am. Cody Rhodes actually responded with his little gif of hearing him, so he's... Mm -hmm. Might have actually worked. I could totally see Chris Bay in AEW. You know, that... that that, Especially after that Phoenix-Douglas-James match at Mecca, I could see a Phoenix versus Chris Bay match Chris Bay, on TNT sooner than later. Chris Bay may be our champion here in FSW right now here in, in Las Vegas, but eventually, you know, he's not the biggest guy. No, def- he's, he's def- a small town. De- definitely, uh, definitely a cruiserweight, but he's definitely the big fish in this little pond we have here right now. Just lost uh, his Maverick belt. He did just lose his Maverick belt. Two? I don't know. You might know this guy. Um, he's having some problems with the Impact. I think Cross beat him? Yes. Kevin. Oh! Killer Cross. Killer Cross. Against, New Maverick, Maverick champion. champion. Yeah. All right. Congrats nice. to Kevin. And yes, I will mark out to Kevin Cross. So Kill- I'm sorry. Oops. Killer Cross. <sighs> I know. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, eventually, I mean, like Chris Bay is just too big of a talent. Yes, to stay buried in, in in our neck of the woods for two. Hard worker, listens, very respectful. Um, one thing that uh, I learned early on mm-hmm. in the locker room is you only get respect by earning respect. And, and you and walk around and you shake hands with every and, and this is a, a, a shot and I will say it to any indie wrestler out there when you walk in the locker room you walk around you shake everyone's hand like them not and say mm-hmm. good afternoon good evening show your respect to the other person that's going to be in that room if you don't know them huh? introduce yourself absolutely you know when Luth, soft those, handshakes all around for for those who d- don't know a little bit of my history with CAC um, Nick Bockwinkle and I were great friends family friends for years and Nick used to tell me about um, him being first year in the wrestling business Luthez walking in the in the locker room who was the champion and still shaking everyone's hand mm-hmm. and when he got to Nick Nick made a comment of what do you want me to piss on your leg everybody in the <laughs> locker room had no idea this young kid Nicholas Bockwinkle what the hell are you doing inside joke Luthez used to babysit little Nicky because Warren, his dad, and yep. Lou traveled together. Yeah. And, you know, one time, unfortunately, Nick had a little accident, and it was an inside joke between Lou and him for years. <laughs> Freaked out the entire locker room, but needless to say, him and Nick just laughed and went on the, their way. But shake yep. hands, respect the other person in the ring. If you don't do it, you ain't going to get anywhere it, in this it's business. Built on, it's, it's an industry built on respect. Absolutely. Um, you, you don't have to like them, but you do got to respect them. And, and protect them. And protect them. You're putting your body on the line. But I tell you person, what, so. I've been backstage at many a local show back here. I've uh, been backstage at a few shows in California. I have never met anybody who had a bad word to say about Chris Bay. No, not at I haven't all. either. And a lot of them say he's the future of this industry. A lot of them say he's going places. And we're, we're not going to have him for and, Let's you know, enjoy Chris Bay here in Las Vegas while we can. Absolutely. By this time next year, he'll be somewhere else. Absolutely. And, and uh, Kevin Killer Cross yep. uh, even spoke very highly of Chris. Oh, yeah. Passed the torch to him to being the Las Vegas legend, in a sense, mm-hmm. during their match at uh, FSW. Yeah. And so... It's definitely in the future, and it's in the cards for Chris. And good job on uh, reaching yeah. out to Cody. And thank you for representing the city very well too. I Absolutely, mean, I, I I can't think of a better FSW champion right now. And you know, so you know, it's it's it puts eyes on us. It makes us look good. 
Yeah. Well, we're down to a few minutes. We might run a few minutes over, and we apologize for our listeners out there. But uh, with that being said, uh, quickly, we have NWA coming on board again. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe Billy we'll Corgan's get a chance to talk work. about that um, next week. I won't be here, but feel free. Uh, we never even talked about Tyson Fury. Uh, Do we need to? I, I don't think so either. But we'll see how far that, uh, you know, Big Show and... Oh, trash. no, never mind. It wasn't Big Show. It was Braun Strowman. It's it's, it's trash angle. And Absolutely. It belongs on the trash heap. So let's... Those punches uh, he was throwing, those were awful. Beyond awful. Uh, Matt, let's uh, sign off. And uh, anything social media or of current events that you want to talk about from this week? The main thing I really saw was the whole Chris Bay thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it worked in... Got Cody's attention. Yeah. What about you, John? Something I wanted to talk about last week that never really, like, it was our pop culture topic. Sure. But, you know, because of being the one-year anniversary of, you know, or, or the two-year anniversary of October 1st, we didn't really get a chance to touch on it because things were a little heavy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so happy the Spider-Man's coming back to the MCU. The MCU, yeah. I just, I, just, I, just bought a, I just bought Far From Home on Blu-ray. Oh, um, nice. And I watched it last night, and I was just like, man, this movie was so good. Like, I'm so glad it's not the end. For Tom Holland as, as Peter Parker, and he had a lot to do with that. I and, think yes, he did, and uh, you know, and the fact that it's also bringing into another like because of this new deal uh, between Sony and, and Marvel, they also want to bring in some of the Netflix characters into the into the mainstream movie universe, which I'm very happy they've tagged. I'm uh, so excited. For John Bernthal's Punisher has been thrown around. Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And uh, Wilson Fisk, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Those are like the big three they want to transition from the Netflix series into the movies. I'm totally down for that. Yeah, uh, you, you guys have co- covered the uh, topics for the uh, current events. Um, let's sign off. Let's give them a big love kiss and welcome. And so, thank you for uh, listening. And share us on all your social media links. Johnny, you start. We'll let Matt finish this time. Oh, uh, on our social media links? No, let's let's oh. basically say goodbye to the folks. Well, they, they spent an hour of their week. With I don't us. know. WWE doesn't want to send the fans home happy. Why do I got to send the fans home happy? Okay, you're taking my heel gimmick, <laughs> Matt. Let's go. I hope you all have a good week. We'll. I might try to post live from SmackDown. We will. We will. We'll see if we can pull that one off. Um, Check out our audio social media. We'll have to do it from outside the arena because uh, I tried doing it when SmackDown. I tried like taking like little film snippets, and I had a big burly security man tell me to put my phone away that there was no filming allowed in, in the arena. I've never been caught. You're not slick at all. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> the worst part was I was filming myself. I had the selfie cam on, and it was like, mm. why are you filming? It was funny. Yourself? I was in the front row. Like, I must have Snapchatted like all of Money in the Bank. And not one person said a word to me. Well, with that being said, uh, look forward to uh, next week's show here Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Aaron will be back. Uh, Johnny, you'll be here. Matt, I will be taking another week off. I'm, you know, in and out. But, uh, you know, as Dana Carvey and those guys at Saturday Night Live used to say, we are out of here. Good night, folks. Peace. Ah.